Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. How you guys doing? Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to the Nick Wilson Show. Sounds like a typical bastard. What's going on in Nick Wilson's mind? My mind is a raging torrent flooded with rivulets of thought. You're about to find out. Look who knows so much. Nick Wilson is on now. Guys, I manifested it. Baker Mayfield is a Carolina Panther, baby. Suck it. Whoever was against that move, Sam Darnold, get your edgy ass out of town. Matt Corral, take a seat on the bench. Matt Rule, you're still not a very good coach, but I dislike you less today. Woo! This, I am, I am accepting credit on behalf of the city of Charlotte. I am ready for my key to the city. Sports Radio 92.7 FNZ. That was the moment that Big Daddy found out Baker Mayfield was coming to Carolina. How the hell are you doing, Charlotte? Welcome to the Nick Wilson Show. We got four hours of orgasmic celebration coming your way. Phrasing. Also, the bit with Beth coming up in about 40 minutes. We have Braden Gall of the SEC Network, amongst other Athlon Sports, coming up at 11.40. Joe Person, the Panthers reporter for The Athletic at 12.20. We'll get into Baker Mayfield being a Carolina Panther. And then Dimitri Ravanos of Barrett Sports Media at 1.20. He thinks the ACC is screwed. We'll get into all of that today. But how the hell you doing, Charlotte? All right, this will not be, this will not be four hours of I Was Right Radio. It probably will be 15 minutes of I Was Right Radio, though. I do have to get this out there. And it wasn't about just the fact that the Panthers traded for Baker Mayfield. It was the idea that they were comfortable with Sam starting for a second year. They were comfortable with the quarterback room of Sam Darnold and and Matt Corral that logically I did not allow. Scott Fitterer and Matt Rule are too smart of individuals. We can talk about the job they've done. We can talk about the the miscues of the Matt Rule era. They were too smart to look you and me in the eye and mean it when they said they were cool with Sam Darnold and Matt Corral as the the tandem or whoever is going to start coming from that crop. All right? So that's where it started for me. I wanted to believe again. I wanted to believe that Scott Fitterer knew what the hell he was doing. I wanted to believe that uh, Matt Rule might still have a chance of knowing what the hell he was doing. And more importantly, let's just get here. Let's start here. Baker Mayfield is a Carolina Panther because he's better than Sam Darnold or Matt Corral. Not just a little bit. He's considerably better than Sam Darnold is. Sam Darnold, a year ago, and it's wild, the, the this bizarre reaction in the NFL. Who was the jabroni? Because I, I, I'm going to start taking names here, and, uh, and, and, and we'll get local here in a minute because I got some names to take. Uh, who is the jabroni that said, oh, Scott Pioli. 
said Baker is only a slight upgrade over Sam Darnold. I guess that's a really convenient way of Scott Pioli telling you and me he hasn't watched any tape of Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield. Because the problem is, in the NFL, people get drunk on the idea of greatness. They get drunk on the idea of how good a guy can be. And often, they lose sight of how good a guy actually is. Listen, guys, I know you've heard me say it here. I don't necessarily want to go too hard on Sam Darnold because Sam Darnold is a good dude, a good teammate, and I'm sure today in the last 24 hours have been a tough deal for him. All right, and I, I can empathize with that. But as a player, Sam Darnold is trash. All right, he's not bad. He's not average. He's not mid. He's trash. He is Blake Bortles. He is Blaine Gabbard. He is uh, Drew Locke. He has no business starting in the NFL. And a year ago, there were these huckleberries in the NFL media that said, oh, you're three years in. Sure, he sucked in New York. But, you know, it was Adam Gase's fault. And it was the offensive line's fault. And it was the Jets' fault. Meanwhile, they neglected to tell you that in New York, Sam was one thing. He was straight ass. Just bad, awful crap. He was a turnover machine. He was a head case. He was not good enough on the field. Uh, but they but they justified. Guys, three years ago, he was the number three pick in the draft. If in a year's time, Sam Darnold is, is, has figured it out in Carolina, well, you only gave up a two, a four, and a six for him. Nobody acknowledged on a national level the downside of giving up a two, a four, and a six and an additional $19 million this year for a quarterback that didn't work out. And that's precisely what happened. And today they want to tell you, oh, there's no difference between Baker and Sam. Yeah, there's no, there's little difference. Watch the tape. All right, I'm not watch the tape guy. I've watched both quarterbacks. All right, I have seen enough of both quarterbacks. Baker, since he came into the NFL, as I grew up a Browns fan and, and came from Cleveland media, and Sam Darnold from the last year, and then I watched everything he did in New York, getting ready to watch him here in Carolina. I don't care that Sam is physically talented. He's not a good quarterback. So a year later... Every move that the Panthers had to make this offseason was about digging out of the disastrous decision, one, to trade significant future draft collateral for a quarterback who wasn't good in his first stop of the NFL, and two, for then turning around and, and guaranteeing the guy's fifth-year option before he played a down for the team. That's the reality of this offseason. And let me tell you, the Panthers have had a damn good offseason. They did. They finally significantly addressed the offensive line. I think they did enough defensively to 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 offset losing two high-profile free agency for uh, a free agents in Hassan Reddick and Stephon Gilmore. Oh, by the way, they've added depth around some pieces on offense. The running back position a little bit deeper with Deontay Foreman, uh, Hollywood Higgins being signed. They brought back Keith Kirkwood, and you guys know that guy's just, we don't know what we have yet in Keith Kirkwood. The Panthers had a great offseason, but every time we talked about it, every time we talked about it, it was, but did they quarterback-proof the team? And I'm going to let you in on a secret. You can't quarterback-proof a team. You can't. If your quarterback sucks, not if he's good, because that's the other thing. Oh, mid-quarterbacks don't win a Super Bowl, but I'm trying to win eight games here. I'm trying to get Matt Rule not fired here, all right? I'm trying to have a competitive football team in the second half of a season, which we haven't seen in four years, maybe. 
Has it been four years since the last time the Panthers were actually respectable in the second half of the season? Oh, well, Baker's mid. You're not. That was my favorite response to all of this, this move yesterday. Oh, well, you're not going to win a, a, a move. I'm going to tell you exactly. You're not going to win a Super Bowl with Baker. One, you don't know that. If Trent Dilfer can win a Super Bowl, uh, a pretty good quarterback can walk into a great situation and win a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer was never pretty good. He was trash. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. He was not an elite quarterback. There have been quarterbacks that have been non-elite quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls. But I'll digress. I'm going to tell you exactly what a great scenario looks like here. You know what a successful way of looking at this trade could be? This could be the Alex Smith trade for Kansas City. Alex Smith had one good year in San Francisco, one and a half good years in San Francisco. They had drafted Kaepernick to take over for him. And you saw Kansas City get him year one of Andy Reid and John Dorsey for, I think, a third-round pick. And Alex Smith just went out, and almost every year he was there, a starter took him to the playoffs. Back-to-back -back playoff appearances. Strung them together. Now, did they win a Super Bowl? No. But he stabilized the franchise. That's what Baker Mayfield can do, at the least, here in Carolina. We don't need to start talking about winning a Super Bowl until they get to the playoffs. We don't need to, to start talking about can he win a Super Bowl or how much should they pay him or any of this crap until we figure out this year, finally, definitively, can Matt Rule coach? Because this roster is good enough to win. That's where this is. But 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 again, because it's Baker Mayfield. You know, I, I, why am I doing this? Why am I? No, I am happy today. The Carolina Panthers have a chance to be competitive this year. Significantly competitive. The roster's in the best shape it's been. Baker Mayfield is the best quarterback they've had since Cam Newton. That's not a low bar. He's better than Teddy. He is better than Sam Darnold or P.J. Walker or Cam 2.0. The Carolina Panthers have a chance today. I'd like to welcome all the, the bandwagon haters in Charlotte who told me, oh, it's never going to happen, Nick. Move on. Move on because we got to find out what we have in Sam Darnold and Matt Corral. What we have is a couple of backups, bub. I'd also like to, to welcome Chris McClain. It's wild. I think the Carolina Panthers broke Chris McClain's ankles because for four months he was saying that uh, Baker Mayfield wasn't much of an upgrade on Sam Darnold. And today it sounded like Baker Mayfield was Joe Montana when I was listening to the morning show. So I'd like to welcome Chris McClain above uh, aboard the bandwagon here and all the other people. Listen, this is exactly what it looks to be. The Carolina Panthers deserve your credit and my credit. After a couple tough years, they deserve your and my credit because they got a superior quarterback to what they've had in the last three years, and they got it for dirt cheap. This, The idea of, of, of setting the bar, you don't have to set the bar very high. You gave up a future either fourth or fifth round pick and $5 million. So the bar is low. Just go out there and be able to start this year. What happens after that, we'll figure it out. How much do you pay? Do you pay? What do you do in the future? Those are all great questions. Right now, the Panthers need to be stabilized. And that's what this move does. 
704-570-9610. I could do four hours, no guests, no bits, no anything on this deal. I'm not going to do that because we got the bit with Beth at 1040. At 1120, we have, or sorry, 1140, we've got Braden Gall. We had 1220, we got Joe Person and then 120, Dimitri Ravanos. But I want to hear from you guys today. We are going to open up the phone lines. Do you like the Baker Mayfield trade? And what does it mean for the Carolina Panthers? We got so much to get into, but let's introduce ourselves to the real Mayfields next on Sports Radio 92.7 FNC. And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. The Carolina Panthers, we keep pounding community. The Carolina Panthers, and also I, preseason color analysts, we have Baker Mayfield. Whatever the compensation is, it doesn't matter. Really what we have to do is, we'll see what's going to happen. We hope for the best, and we pray the worst never happens. But ultimately, if you're going with your team, you got to roll with them. And I'm rolling with the Carolina Panthers, so that's what I've got to do is go on my team. Go Baker. Go Baker. Sports Radio 92.7 FNZ. That was Steve Smith off of his social media account. Uh, of course, Steve had been one of the people that said he didn't feel like uh, Baker Mayfield made sense in Carolina. I was glad to hear that from Smitty. Because, I listen, I'm going to be real honest on, on why I think Baker Mayfield was available for as long as he was. Because we've had a few people saying, well, 31 out of 32 teams didn't want Baker Mayfield. Um, the NFL is a perception-based business. The NFL and sports media it has a lot of groupthink in it. And I think you've heard it, right? Uh, I think you saw it with Sam Darnold, the groupthink. Well, hey, he's a former number three pick. Well, he's still got a lot of upside. Watch the tape. He's trash. He was trash in New York. You traded for trash. He played like trash outside of three games here or there. So when it comes to Baker Mayfield... I don't care what anyone really thinks of this deal because Baker Mayfield's behind the perceptional eight ball for a few reasons in Cleveland. One, Baker Mayfield it does not act like Tom Brady. Baker Mayfield says whatever the hell is on his mind. Baker Mayfield is outspoken. People in the NFL don't like that, especially from the quarterback position. But if you're going to be outspoken – then you have to be the 1% of athletes. He He's not that. He's not played like that. I also think people look at his time in totality in Cleveland devoid of actual context. Like people try and put out, well, Baker Mayfield's career box score. Guys, he walked into the literal worst situation in the NFL with the, at the time, worst organization in the NFL and he has had four different head coaches. I think it's four or five different play callers. He had multiple different GMs. And three years in, despite all of that, year one with Kevin Stefanski, he won the first playoff game in over 25 years in Cleveland Browns history. And his reward for that was they didn't give him a long-term contract. His reward for that is that they 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 put him into this play-for-your-future scenario. And what happened last year, guys, 
Baker Mayfield's behind the perceptional eight ball because the Cleveland Browns didn't make the expectations a year after getting their first playoff win in over 25 years. Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry can throw him out, can throw the baby out with the bathwater. One, because they were chasing a superior quarterback. Deshaun Watson is one of the five most talented, best quarterbacks in the NFL. To this point, Baker has not proven to be that, and I won't say that he has yet. I'll still give him the opportunity. I think Baker's really talented, and I think he's underrated. But he has not he has not proven to play at the level consistently that Deshaun Watson has. So the other part is, they didn't draft him. And what happens? What is the old adage? It's the same thing we said when Dave Tepper took over this Panther. It was a ma- the, took over the Panthers. It was a matter of time before he fired Ron and Marty. Because he wanted to hire his own guys. Same principle works for GMs and head coaches with their quarterbacks. And he was the fall guy for expectations in Cleveland. I'm going to tell you right now, guys. Baker Mayfield played through a pretty significant non-throwing shoulder injury last year. Baker Mayfield gutted it out. Baker Mayfield stayed pretty silent as one of his teammates' dad was talking crap about him on social media uh, all football season long. As the guy was working, uh, the biggest diva in the NFL, and Odell Beckham Jr. was working to get his way out of Cleveland in something that had more to do with Cleveland than it did and less to do with Baker Mayfield. And he stayed silent. Baker Mayfield, with a defense that didn't really show up till halfway through the season, with an offensive line that wasn't consistently healthy, with Kareem Hunt missing time, Nick Chubb missing time, with nary a good receiver to throw to, Baker Mayfield could have made the right business decision. He did not. And the, the thanks that he got was an organization that understandably went for the better quarterback. I'm, that's not the problem. But his reward for that was them leaking to the media that the Browns were pursuing Deshaun Watson because they wanted an adult in the room. How offensive would it be to you if your employer publicly was chasing someone to replace you, then said, we want an adult in the room, and that guy, that person was charged with 24 separate lawsuits for sexual assault? The wheels of perception in the NFL are often wrong. They were wrong with Sam Darnold. They've been wrong with millions of quarterbacks before. I think they're wrong with Carson Wentz right now. And they were wrong, and honestly, don't get into this a lot because he's getting paid a lot of money. Honestly, they were cruel because Baker doesn't walk and talk the way people want quarterbacks in this league. So I, for one, I'm here to welcome Baker Mayfield to Carolina. And I think if, if they can hit the ground running, and I think they can, the schedule sets up really nicely early on. I don't know that he has enough time. That's a real fear for me. Trading for him on July 6th, that scares me a little bit. Is Baker really being put in a position to succeed? Scares me a little bit. But I think they've got an opportunity to win some games this year, and I think this town is going to love him. Because a lot of the things we loved about Cam Newton, Baker Mayfield is. Baker Mayfield walks in, and you look at him. When you're around Baker Mayfield, I've stood in the same locker room as the guy. I can tell you, you say that's an NFL quarterback. Baker Mayfield is a leader. Baker Mayfield will lead how he sees fit. Baker Mayfield is a strong individual. Baker Mayfield dresses silly. Baker Mayfield loves to have fun. This town was lit up by Cam Newton. And it helped that they won. It really did. Winning is the key in all of this. 
But, man, I'm going to tell you, you get out of the box quickly here, this team starts to gel, and I think it's going to happen. I think this town's going to love Baker Mayfield. And I think Baker Mayfield's going to be relieved to be in a town where all the expectations aren't on him, where he's not going to be at fault for all of this. So I welcome Baker Mayfield to Charlotte. Charlotte helped make my take my life to the next level. I can't wait to see what Baker does here. And I think there's I think there are legitimate long-term questions. Is this a bridge move? Is he going to be here? What does that look like? Can he save Matt Rule's job? There's a lot of legitimate questions that I'm opening to listen to. But the reality is Baker Mayfield is underrated given what we've watched after a bad season, a step back last year statistically. Baker Mayfield was still ranked the 17th best quarterback in the NFL by Chris Sims, former NFL quarterback. Two years ago, he had him as a borderline top 10 quarterback. If Baker Mayfield is close to the, if, if Baker Mayfield's the 11th best quarterback in the NFL this year, guys, the way he was two years ago, the Carolina Panthers are probably going to the playoffs. We'll worry about the Super Bowl and all that other crap. We'll worry about, do you pay him $30 million a year? We'll worry about that at some point. Right now, there is hope in Carolina. And I think, I think as long as, it, not as long, as long as they win, I think, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. And I think, I think, I, I, I feel like I can speak on behalf of you. It's nice to be able to have some fun with football again. Now, I would also like to know, this is an area, so I feel like I can speak on behalf of you about the fun thing. There is something that I'm willing to take, not willing to, I'm turning over to you. I tweeted at Baker yesterday. He hasn't gone back to me, by the way. Baker, because uh, he's in town for his uh, um, his physical today. Baker, Emily, if you're listening, one happy anniversary. Baker literally got traded on his anniversary. Great job out of you, Cleveland. Um, but Baker got traded on his anniversary. So happy anniversary to the Mayfields. Two, I think we gotta I think we gotta give them and tweet at them all the places they need to hit up in Charlotte. Cause that's one th I didn't I had to learn about where to go, the great eateries, the great parks in Charlotte. I think everybody's gonna tell them to go to Freedom Park. I get it. I'm a Clark's Creek guy. I'm a Francis Beatty Park guy myself. But I, I tweeted yesterday at him and I said, uh, bossy Beulahs and two scoops first night in town. That is my official Nick Wilson four years in Charlottean suggestion. And whether it's the mint cookie, which Itty Bitty Fitty hates because he uh, hates all things mint and he's wrong about ice cream, or whether it's shipwrecked, you got to go to Two Scoops. That's the second thing. But I'm going to start with Bossy Beulahs because Baker, Baker's a Southerner, right? Baker's from Texas. Um, if he wanted to, he could go to Noble Smoke uh, next door. But I would say Bossy Bites, Bossy Beulah Fries, and I can't remember if they have cheer wine because I, I I, I've been on my diet for so long. I can't remember what sodas they have. But that's my suggestion. What? Where should we send? Where are we telling Baker and Emily Mayfield to hit up their first couple days here in Charlotte? Some people might go chicken sandwich at, uh, at Bossy Beulah's. I'm going Bossy Bites because I'm a toddler. Uh, itty Bitty Fitty. What is, where are you telling or where are you suggesting rather Baker and Emily to hit up? I've never been here, but I've heard great reviews about it from mm -hmm. our former colleague or former co-host, Stan Norfleet, State mm -hmm. 48. You know, coming off the anniversary, just got traded. He's got a clear future of his NFL career. Treat the wife to some somewhere nice. I'm I, I but I'm going to submit. I think he's got I got to go with him. 
because I've been to Steak 48 with Fleet. Like, Fleet was my... Oh, you got the invite. I never got the invite. Uh, we were also radio partners, and you were new to the show. And, you know, that was like Stan's last couple months on the show. So, like, we're, our radio relationships are not exactly the same thing. Thank you very much. But, like, Fleet was my Steak 48 Sherpa. Like, he took me... He taught me the ins and outs. He introduced me to Scott, one of the... The the, uh, the our waiter for the night, who, by the way, phenomenal service, just ridiculous, otherworldly good service. I am willing to be Baker Mayfield and Emily Mayfield's Steak 48 Sherpa. Mm. As long as he picks up. I mean, he, I know he ate three and a half million dollars, but like he can eat another couple grand, you know, another 1500 bucks. I think he could eat taking yeah. meat. Not my wife. She's in Myrtle. It's just me. It's a menage a dinner. It's a me, Baker Mayfield and Emily Mayfield. Wouldn't be weird at all. Matt Rule will take him to his favorite gas station to get fried chicken. Okay, that's not the worst idea. All right, because again, I'm I I I've covered Baker. I know what he is on the field, but I don't necessarily know all of Baker's food preferences. I I would actually love to watch Baker Mayfield bite into his first uh first bit of gas station fried chicken in this town, because it's 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 going to open his mind. He's like, if gas stations have this good of fried chicken in Charlotte, just wait till you get to some other points there. God, I, you know what else? I can't wait till Baker gets the Bojangles sponsorship. Uh, I can't wait for it. Put it, Baker, put on the chicken suit. Put it on, man. Give me a bagok. Give it to me. Bagok. Give it to me. Although I think theirs is a little bit more sophisticated, right? Theirs is not a bagok. It's more of a bagok. It's more of a bok instead of a bagok. I think everybody knows that. Yeah. About Bojangles. Uh, oh, Wolfpack James saying Noble Smoke. Here's my problem. I've never had it. Well, here, okay, so Noble Smoke is awesome. Uh, Jim Noble, his restaurants are fantastic. Here's the problem, though. Baker is a Texas barbecue guy. Oh, yeah, you could turn him off. You can, day one, I don't want to turn him off. I, I, he needs to slowly ease into the Carolina barbecue. I went head first in, and fortunately, I just love all barbecue. But if he's a Texas barbecue supremacist, I'm not trying to walk him into Noble Smoke and maybe turn him off to Jim Noble restaurants in general. Real Tar Heel saying, Nick, what if they are vegetarians? Um, my wife has grown a couple uh, cucumbers in the garden. I'll give them to them at Steak 48 and then I'll eat a steak right in front of them. Uh, where are we telling Baker and Emily Mayfield to hit up here in the Queen City? And I'm going to get, we got a lot of angles to this, including the quarterback competition. We got to get into how this changes Panthers' expectations this year. Baker is a bridge quarterback, all that stuff. But where are we telling Baker and Emily to hit up uh, their first couple weeks here in Charlotte? And do you think the Panthers got this one right? Kudos to Fitty. Kudos to Matt Rule. This was the right move. And quite honestly, they got it on their terms, which makes it even more impressive. The bit with Beth Troutman on Sports Radio 92.7 FNC. Sports Radio 92.7 FNC. Happy Baker Mayfield Day. Baker Mayfield in town for uh, a physical, let's get physical, Baker. All right, maybe that was a come on. I'm sorry, Baker. Uh, but to Baker and Emily Mayfield, we are we are suggesting. Uh, you can actually tweet at both of them. They're, they actually will interact with you on social media. They're, they're pretty great and engaging. Uh, send, send their Twitter accounts where they need to go their first couple weeks here. I've suggested humbly. Bossy Beulahs and Two Scoops first night in, right? Because it's not it's not serious dining. You're not. It's 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 gonna it's affordable and 
It's really good food. Plus, two scoops is the greatest ice cream of all time. I will die on that hill. Oh, uh, do you? Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna have to fight the Mr. Uh, the Tony K's battle, am I? No, no, okay. I won't fight with you. I won't fight with you on that one. But as far as like um, attainable food that's that's great and it's gonna make you feel Charlotte and it's also going to be some of the best food in the state of North Carolina because it was just voted the best burger in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Go be with the people at Brooks. Sit out on the hood of your car, eat a burger, get to know the folks of Charlotte, make those loyal fans that are gonna be there at the stadium. Every week. If you had gone to any other burger in town but Brooks, I was about to clap back really hard. <laughs> but but then you said Brooks, and it is like because I'm I'm a I'm I'm a pizza snob. I'm a burger yeah. snob. Like I always want I'm I'm a Chinese food snob. If I'm gonna pay money to go out and have, somebody else is gonna cook, it needs to be as good as something as I can cook. And Brooks's burgers are Without it, there I feel like the burger game in town is is actually one of the weaker games for food, oh, okay. and their 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 burgers are transcendent. Right, I mean it's just like next level mustard, onion, slob. Like I mean, just melt in your mouth, all over your face. So that is the voice of Beth Troutman, yeah. who when <laughs> I, just I jumped in when I? I when I told her I'm like, all right, we we're gonna need you to give some submissions on where Baker and Emily Mayfield should go their first week in town. She was like, we're not even gonna intro the bit. I'm, I will not do. <laughs> radio intros none of that phony baloney radio stuff it is time for the bit with beth uh chaos incarnate is this segment uh it has become that hasn't it but i do want to talk about this is why i said oh to your ice cream thing because i thought you were going to jump in on my uh story baker mayfield of course coming to charlotte we're excited here in charlotte so i thought i would start the bit with beth today by ranking the best Mayfield ice cream flavors. Mm, okay, I can hear this. Now, <laughs> so yesterday, so it's National Ice Cream Month. Yeah. And yesterday, Itty Bitty Fetty said he hates, with a fiery passion, all things mint, including mint chocolate chip ice cream. Is this better or worse in your eyes than him sleeping with a stuffed ram? <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's slightly better than sleeping with the stuffed ram that he admitted was dirty. Yeah, I think that uh, there was no way it was a clean ram. I think we all know well, that. Yeah, he so, said he had to wash it sometimes. So, so I don't are, know why. You, are you out on mint chocolate chip I'm, ice cream? I'm out on anything mint uh, ice cream. This show too. is over. We're canceling the station. Uh, it, put on, put on, uh, put on mix 10 whatever. Come on here. <laughs> it feels like you should gargle with it. It's like it's like Listerine ice cream. Yes. Who, who makes the ice cream? Who made, who makes the mint chocolate chip ice cream that you've had? Colgate. <laughs> like, what it tasted like. I, 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 I honestly don't know where you guys are getting your mint chocolate chip because when I when I, when I go to mint cookie at two scoops, you know what I taste? I taste heaven. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Mint is not meant to be an ice cream. Also, by the way, Wolfpack James already getting in on this, saying Mayfield's mint chocolate chip is one of the best store-bought ice creams money can buy. Well, I have the top seven flavors ranked, and mint chocolate chip is not in there. Are we going to do an hour on, on Mayfield? <laughs> what do you have for us real quick? Number seven is Farmhouse Turtle Pie. Okay, well, I've never heard of turtle pie. What goes I, into I it? I have it. Sounds, it sounds dirty, but it actually is sea salt caramel and coated pecans swirled into butter pecan ice cream. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take a gallon. All right, what's it next? It sounds delightful. Number six is snow cream. And if you live here in North Carolina and you have not had snow cream, you are missing out. Okay. Do you know snow cream? Snow cream. I've never had it. 
You what? you said the 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 farmer's pie or whatever sounded suggestive. Yeah. Snow cream sounds way more <laughs> suggestive to me. <laughs> <laughs> what is in it? So snow cream is basically a sweetened, creamy version of ice cream that is based on the treat that you make in North Carolina when it snows. That is essentially snow that you dig out of your backyard. Um, condensed milk and vanilla. We we got animals around here, and we're making snow cream from yep. from. Well, okay, you can get it off of your patio furniture. <laughs> Does that make it better? <laughs> Maybe. Well, this was only resting on top of uh, three-month-old bird poop, so you're gonna be fine there. <laughs> well, don't get all the way down to the table. You'll just, be safe. So we're grazing. <laughs> we're just taking a butter knife and just cutting it off the top. <laughs> just graze the top off of all of the different pieces of patio furniture. Except when your in-laws are over, and then you just dig right down wherever your animal just was. Oh no, 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 no! That's lemon. Yeah, that's lemon-flavored snow cream. Le- I just dropped a few blueberries in there. It's Great. Zest. Number three, speaking of blueberries, or sorry, number five. I was like, of- <laughs> did, is, is there no four and five? What's going on here? We skipped those. Number five is blueberry cream pie. Number four, mm. pecan pie. Yeah, pecan pie ice cream is so damn good. I've never had it. Oh, well, try it- the Mayfield. How are you as 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 chubby as you are, and you have you have such limited and remote ice cream experiences in your life? I yeah. like vanilla and cookies and cream. I'm a basic ice cream supremacist. Well, <laughs> okay. then you're good with number three on the Mayfield ice cream list. A number three is signature vanilla. Mm. That's your that's your flavor. I, can I just tell you, regular vanilla is fine. When anytime you get either, uh, it's not French double vanilla. vanilla. French vanilla is really good. There's an additional, oh, old-fashioned vanilla, mm-hmm. which Turkey Hill has With is the vanilla bean. Yeah, 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 vanilla bean. Oh, that's that's yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. I always get kind of sad though when vanilla is ranked way high up on ice cream lists because it's just it's just is it just is it's vanilla. So why you say when somebody's boring they're vanilla? Okay, but the unfair you have to have a good vanilla ice cream because most of the different flavors base? is the base. Okay. So. Okay. Lawyered. I can get behind that. <laughs> Number two, peanut butter candy pieces. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Peanut butter and ice cream to me. Um, I actually wrote some erotic fiction for that for a website once. That's how much I like peanut butter in my in my ice cream. Where can we find that? Yeah. Uh, it's Literotica. I really think we should thumbtack that and come back yeah, to come it. Yeah, come back to that. Maybe put a pin in that one. Yeah, come we'll back to it later. Put a pin in that. Come so back I to walked it. up to the ice cream counter. Keep going. Nope. Nope. I'm not doing it. Not me today. Ice cream can be erotic. What are you giving me this look for, Troutman? (laughs) Okay. If whipped cream can be erotic, why not ice cream? Because it's cold and really sticky. Like, where are you putting it? It's got an erotic name. Like, well, that's true. Let's go to number one. <laughs> number one. Let's, let's save the station in the show for at least as little as we can. Number one is Moose Tracks. Moose Tracks ice cream, the number one Mayfield flavor. And they oh. have also a Moose Tracks Extreme, mm-hmm. which includes hot fudge. So I don't know how to say this, um, so I'm going to say it. Uh-oh, you don't like Moose Tracks. I, no, no, no. I just think it's overrated. Whoa. And Moose Tracks ice cream will never be one of the first three options I go to. Um... Uh, cookies and cream is up there. Um, chocolate chip cookie dough is always one. Mint chocolate chip. Um, 
Uh, Sherbert, I think, is a little underrated as well. I'll, I, I'm not saying I will turn down Moose Tracks. It's just not the thing I'm going to buy for the store nine times out of it's ten. It's not your favorite. My yeah. favorite is chocolate cookies and cream. Not regular cookies and cream, yeah. but chocolate cookies and cream. Yeah, that, that's a pro tip there. It's hard so to buy. So have you been to Two Scoops? Yeah. Have you had Shipwrecked? Yeah. Because I'll be honest with you, the only reason I'm not down all the weight that I need to lose is because of, of Shipwrecked. shipwrecked. <laughs> and not, uh, by the way, it's not because it's that, but it's because I can't stop going and getting it. All right, once a week would be fine, but the problem is every time I look past it, I hear uh, Careless Whisper by George Michaels in my head, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm, I can't tell my wife about this. Oh, see, I think with Shipwrecked, you should be li- you should be hearing, like, Happy to be Stuck with You by Huey Lewis in the News, you know, because they were shipwrecked on that island. That's, that's working like- with Bo Thompson <laughs> for you. But Huey Lewis in the News has never been erotic listening music. I'm just going to tell you right now. Uh, since, okay, outside of 1986. All right? I'm sure people got down to Huey Lewis in the news. That was the news in 1986. You know that's what's playing in the background in your Literatica article. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you read my Literatica article while listening to Huey Lewis, someone will get pregnant. I'll just say that. I'm going to throw that out there. Practice and safe reading. They will be using snow cream ice cream while they're doing it. <laughs> right. um, speaking of, let's we've, move. We've, it's really tough to get out of this rabbit hole we've gone down to, but let's see if we can do it. We're going to go jump into another rabbit hole because you guys have been giving me some confessions with uh, letting me know that you write erotic literature about ice cream. <laughs> um, I, don't know, I don't know what it was about the way you said that, but Itty Bitty Fitty and I what? looked towards each other and the dump button after last week with your... Uh, with your slip up on air. <laughs> what kind of fashions uh, did we offer up? Confessions. I don't, women think, in. I don't think slowing it down made it better. Well, the reason I was putting the emphasis on it is because Blue Moon Beer is looking for confessions. Confessions mm. from people who drink beer. And if you have the best beer confession, not confession. <laughs> You can uh, win a year's worth of beer. So uh, what, are, what are they looking for out of these confessions? Is it confessions about cans? Or is it <laughs> like, no. oh, I really hate cans. Oh, those kinds of cans. Um, um, no. <laughs> not those kind of cans? <laughs> no. I, you, are you anti-aluminum? Um, no, no, no. So is it... Is it confessions written on a can? No, it is the confessions that you might have about the weird, juicy things you did whilst drinking. Oh, no. No. They're looking for the juiciest Free beer for a year is not worth uh, my life crumbling down around me. No, no, no. Especially not Blue Moon beer, right? Because it all happened, most of my my damage was done as a young adult and in college. And... My wife has a little bit of a jealousy streak. We're not doing that. Nope. My my confession would get me can divorced real, real quick, and I can't do that. Is it because it involves other people or just because are your juiciest stories? Yes. I guess they are with us. Yes. It would be with it's people. either that I was so stupid in doing things or, or. they involved exes on some level and we just don't go there yeah don't in go the Wilson there household i'm i i was a virgin when i met her and uh yep. i was basically practicing to be a priest and uh that's she she took me away from the church she changed you she took you away from the lord do you have a confession i do not no i don't i don't get drunk a lot and the other problem is 
Charlotte's already heard all of his confessions. <laughs> Why well, he's just he's like, hey, let me tell you about this one time. Fitty, we're talking about Baker Mayfield here. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything you've done with anyone? All right. Time for Beth's random fact, which is probably going to end the show. No, today's I'm going to try not to end the show. Can you say she sells seashells down by the seashore? I know you can because you're a radio host. I really can't. It was actually written about a female paleontologist in the 1800s who sold dinosaur bones and fossil shells. And her name was Terry Sullivan. Hmm. How much money do you make in the 1800s for dinosaur bones? I feel like today, like there was the the T Rex, uh, the the T Rex uh, skeleton that was bought by the Rock for like 50 million dollars. Yeah. But like we're, we're like some people just trying to survive in the Great Plains. You're like, hey, got a uh, got a, got a brontosaurus fibia here. What you gonna give it for me? Well, nobody had any testing methods back then, so it's like here's a bird bone. You know, here's a bone that my dog forgot to eat. I just like the idea you're walking up with like a stump as a leg and like guys look look, look at this uh look at this radial uh, radial nerve i just found off a dinosaur what's that worth for you huh so you're suggesting that terry sullivan might have cut her own leg off yes listen <laughs> times times were difficult in the 1800s i'm just saying that was a path she could have gone she down could have taken and are you going to be able to call her on it you don't know when she lost the limb you don't know where that bone's been <laughs> Unless she was bleeding profusely as she was walking toward you. I had no idea that would go. I thought I was doing something safe with that that normal fact. Nothing is ever safe Nothing on, is safe on this show. Nothing is safe or sacred here. Follow her on... <laughs> please. Uh, but, be, you know, don't hold her accountable for this segment. Follow her on Twitter at Beth underscore Troutman. Beth... This was pretty much what it's been for the last couple months. Yeah. We, we, it, it, it almost ran right into the river there, it but really good job. It really always does, and I, I love you, and I, I have to tell you all, I am off next week on vacation, so I mm. will not be here for the bit with Beth. I hope mm. that Itty Bitty Fitty can, can carry on the tradition with, as he says, facts that stay on the rails. Is that what you called it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Don't take this personally. So that's why I didn't have as much fun. All right. Uh, great stuff with Beth Troutman there. When we come back, is it really going to be a QB competition? Sports Radio 92.7 FNZ.